Welcome back to the movie podcast, Let's Finally Watch It, where we watch movies that you probably saw very long time ago, and we just could nap, I guess, in culture and didn't see, or at least one or both of us haven't. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knows. And today we are watching episode six, Return of the Jedi of Mm -hmm. Star Wars, uh, thus concluding our May the 4th week. Yes. Uh, as usual, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm the one who hasn't seen Star Wars. <laughs> so uh, we are rounding out the the first trilogy from yeah. our time, at least first chronologically in our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A release order. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and this is your favorite. This one's actually, it has become my favorite. Mm-hmm. I do still really like Empire Strikes Back because you do get to see a lot of Darth Vader. but And he's your favorite character of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like that, my favorite villain. Villain, least, sorry, all, sorry. Yeah. At least my favorite villain of all time. If not my favorite character, he's definitely a lot more fleshed out mm-hmm. when you see some of the other stuff. So it really does kind of hit home. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, you know, if you see the prequels or whatever, you're yeah. like, oh, man, that sucks. That right. He's still like that and you kind of see his backstory and stuff so but even without that like he's still you know he's still darth vader and i yeah this one's i i I think it's like i wouldn't say much more light-hearted than empire strikes back i mean obviously you it ends on a cliffhanger right that's right like a very kind of a cliffhanger where you know it's it's not going great right for the the rebellion no yeah yeah there's a lot to uh figure out what happens to everyone like han solo is frozen (laughs) yep and he got shipped away you know who knows where he's at it's kind of weird because the way that especially like star wars fandom is is when i was growing up before the prequels came out people were like oh the return of the jedi is like the worst one or Mm. whatever but now and then the prequels came out and then they're like, oh, the original trilogy, solid as hell. <laughs> and then the prequels suck, though. Right. And then now it's like, oh, this new TV show came out? That sucks. But the prequels, those are great. And it's like, okay, you keep saying. Keep I, I moving know. the goalpost, kind of. Yeah, moving the goalpost on that one. So Well, it sort of sounds like SNL. You know, like everyone always hates whatever the current SNL cast and sketches are. But dial it back five to ten years and everyone's like that was the golden age let alone Mm -hmm. even decades before because this is like a decades old show at this point but i mean like i remember i started watching snl regularly when like will ferrell was on the cast and people were like "Ugh, this cast is nothing compared to like the bad boy 90s cast like chris farley and stuff and well see that's the issue is it's it's the it becomes like the name recognition Mm -hmm. so like even right now, some people... I remember when Bill Hader and everybody was on, yeah. you know, not that long ago. People were like, oh, this is the worst. Yep, But exactly. now that Bill Hader is in Barry, now that Jason Sudeikis yep. is in um, oh, Ted Lasso, yeah, right. um, 
you Kristen know, Wiig was Kristen in there. Wiig yeah. Was in there. She wasn't doing any movies at that time. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like, oh my God, look at that cast. And it's like, yeah, they were there being the whole time. brilliant the whole time. Yeah. But I never didn't like it. Like, yeah. I don't. I will say, like, sometimes the writing gets kind of wonky. I think right now, like, the cast is amazing. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite casts, mm-hmm. to be honest. I think it, they're brilliant, mm-hmm. but the writing sucks. That's interesting. But anyways, but, like, the thing is, people are 10 years from now are going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this person was on there and I this know. person was on it. And it's... Also, you pick and choose what you remember as well. Yeah. Every episode's a little rough. It is. There's, there's no, always a sketch that's oh, not great. And my, there's always a sketch that will be remembered. Yeah. One of my friends, I think, went through and watched it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are some rough seasons. There are sure. definitely like oh, rough yeah, seasons. Notoriously. Yeah. Notoriously bad. Even with great people on it. Like, isn't the season with Julie, Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus one of the worst? Or, yeah, yeah. Because there's like a lot of people on there. I mean, there's ones where it's like Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. and Anthony Michael Hall. That's right. These ones, they took a risk and it didn't work out. Right. They a ended up of, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, they came out okay, but it's just they brought in non-comedians to yeah. be comedians. And that's a really weird thing to do. So I get when they do those stunt castings. Mm-hmm. And there's certain, it's, it's just a hard weaving together of all these different people. But going back to it, yeah. And with Star Wars, the thing is, is people will. What Star Wars is really good at, and especially lately, especially with all the TV shows and everything, mm-hmm. is they're able to. Okay, that was a dumb thing that happened in this one movie. They'll make something, and it's like, oh, the reason why that happened mm. was because of this. They're really good at like covering covering those things. Yeah, uh, there's. There are certain times it's like 30-year-old questions that get answered in a movie. And it's like, oh, my God. Okay, that makes sense that that's how they got. Yeah. That's why there is a flaw in the Death Star or whatever. And, yeah, I think... I think this. I think it's really good. I I, th- I think this one's really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's funny, too. I think people also there's a cachet in liking things from the past and hating new things mm-hmm. like we even talked about this a few episodes ago where people are like there's no good music yes there is yeah there is you know yeah. and so it's kind of like i think it's so easy to shit on whatever's contemporary and and be the hipster and like the old stuff and i don't have a dog in the fight because i don't really know anything so this mm-hmm. is all new to me I'm looking forward to this one because I'm looking forward to just finishing that trilogy at least. I know it's six episodes, but I am getting curious to maybe want to go back for the prequels at least. Mm -hmm. I think the only things I know going in are this is the gold bikini with Jabba the Hutt. Mm -hmm. And we find out that they're siblings, Luke and Leia. Mm -hmm. I think that's all I know, though. I don't think anything else in culture has spoiled. I'm assuming... I'm assuming Luke wins and, you know, I'm I'm assuming it's Mm -hmm. not a bad ending, but I don't know. Maybe you'll be surprised sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good overview because it is funny because now thinking about it, all the spoilers were in Empire Strikes Back. That's where no, I'm your father Mm -hmm. is. And those are the big reveals and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, this one has, yeah, a couple, but it's not as earth shattering as, yeah, as that. Well, that's cool. Yeah. 
Anything um, else to say before we finally watch it? Because huh. I, I don't have a lot of thoughts otherwise because I really yeah. don't know what we're totally in for. It, it'll be interesting for me to watch this as it has been watching the other ones, just watching it straight through. Because mm-hmm. like sometimes like if I do watch anything, it's like, oh, because on a certain TV show, there will be a thing. And I'm right. like, oh, let me go back and see this thing and see right. how that relates. And because uh, even today, as we're recording this, the season finale for The Mandalorian season three is coming out. I'm probably going to watch that later. I'm like super excited to see where that goes. And I think that's, yeah, that's about it. All right. I think if I talk about it anymore, <laughs> yeah, I might spoil things or whatever. All yeah. right. So I guess that means we're finally going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's crazy because this is one of the genesis of why this podcast started. And now we're, yeah. we're here. And because, like, everyone looked at me kind of funny for not watching Star mm-hmm. Wars. And now right. I've at least seen the first three that were released. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or after we watch it, I will. Yeah. So. And now you could go to Galaxy's Edge and understand a little bit of yeah. a few things or whatever. Yeah. and Or at least just have a working knowledge of what the Force is, you know, because yeah. it is, there's a lot of stuff involved in, you know, dipping your feet in. Um, also, this isn't directed by George Lucas. Oh. Uh, it's directed by... He only directed the first... Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, he only directed the first one. Uh, this one's directed by uh, Richard Marquand. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce French names, but yeah. That sounds right without seeing the spelling. That sounds Frenchy, so... Yeah, it's... It, hey, you know what? They're the ones who made the difficult language. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Let's finally, let's finally watch, watch it. it. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. We're back, and guys, I did it. I've seen all three of the originally released movies that are The War of Stars. Mm-hmm. I did it, Clark. You I did, did it. it. I can't believe it. I didn't kick and scream once. Yeah, yeah. I thought I would. Or at least right. I'd be masking that I was secretly doing that, but I didn't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Wow, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm a little proud of me too. Um, it's funny because I feel like, <laughs> okay, you were a big help. There's two reasons why this went successfully. Now, I do mm-hmm. not know if I will be a super fan yet, but sure. I do appreciate the world. I think I'm mm-hmm. still marinating. I might need to circle back or watch the prequels before making an official decision. But I think that the, there's two interesting reasons why I think the timing was just right. And one of it's you because like, I had a f- only really in the first movie. I had a few questions from mm-hmm. like, wait, wait, yeah. who's good? Who's bad? Like stuff like that. Cause it just drops you in and there's a lot of species and mm-hmm. different types of humans. And you know, it's like, okay, well, what's happening. So I think having just even that little bit of guidance helped, but also it's funny how sometimes you watch stuff in a time where you can appreciate something more. Like I think when I was younger, I just wasn't as present. So if I didn't like something, I would check out or disassociate a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I've been yeah. working on that in general in like not heavy handed ways, but a lot of like the healing journey I'm on is just trying to be more present in my mm-hmm. body and mindfulness, which I want to circle back to because there's a lot of mindfulness mm-hmm. in this particular movie that pinged for me big time. But it's like if we did this two years ago, even with your help, I don't know if I would have been able to be as immersed. Right. Which I is interesting. Yeah. Sometimes we need to see things at the right time. And I don't believe in fate, but I'm going to pretend I do <laughs> for yeah, this moment. Exactly. <laughs> Or the force. Yeah, no, I totally believe that. Um, and there have been plenty of movies that I've watched 
on here yeah. and it didn't hold up for me yeah well same though that's the you know? thing. it's almost what i'm saying in this episode is almost the reverse of like the whole theory yeah. of our podcast where there's just some things i think you have to see as a younger human to be immersed and still like nostalgically even if it ages differently than how life is now yeah uh this is like a, a different thing where it's more like life imitating art or like mm-hmm. the right channel at the right time right you know and i'll even say even to add to that when i when i watched it when i was a kid i don't think i got any of the philosophy parts on mm-hmm. it i mean i understood it it's kind of weird because we were talking about improv recently uh, yeah. just a little bit ago and I remember the best that I ever got was when I was able to clear my mind and just be present and yeah. stuff like that. And improv is meditative and it, it's it best is. formed, it, honestly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I kind of think with the force. It's mm-hmm. like when you're centered, when you are. Yeah. But then there's also the opposite philosophy of the Sith where it's like, oh, if you tap into your anger mm-hmm. and hate. Yeah. That's when you become the most powerful, though. But that's right. Like, but it, the powers for bad, or right, like, exactly, and cor- and corruptible yeah. as well. Remind um, me of. Do you like the band Not a Surf at all? I know of them. Some yeah. of their stuffs better than others. I'm not like a diehard diehard fan, but Is I it do. Better than Ezra. <laughs> 90s joke 90s joke um but they have this song called always love and the lyric is always love hate will get you every time and mm-hmm. i just always really yeah. enjoyed that exactly yeah it reminded i literally i was thinking of it while we were watching i'm like oh mm-hmm. it's like the not a surf song <laughs> right and you kind of see where oh no like it it, it could happen to the best it happens to the best of us in a lot of ways well, you that know? was it's the like- other thing i actually took a few notes which i didn't do for the other movies just because i wanted to make sure since it's our final episode like that i remembered and and one of them was saying that like it's almost watching a villain story that never became mm-hmm. you right. know and and that that is a metaphor for so many people like you look at anyone Uh, especially when like if you're ever around young people whether it's like high schoolers or college kids and they have whatever issues or or goodness that they have going on the older I get the more I'm like oh poor sweet babies Mm -hmm. you could go any way in life yeah what you're doing now might define the rest of your life or you'll change exactly you know especially if it's more I mean it doesn't actually matter if people are being negative or positive or, or whatever but it's the story is not written till it's written, but there mm-hmm. are little portals that we get off on. And yeah. I think in your 20s, you know, you pick a lane to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't mean you can't change. Yeah. I'm not that cynical, but it's harder. It's, it's it harder is. to make a hard left turn, good or bad. It's so much harder. And especially when you, you know, go down a path. That's why I do appreciate the prequels okay because they go into a lot of i think that's why i'm a little intrigued by that sure i don't know how those are gonna hold up for you or if if you decide to do it i'll watch it with you Mm -hmm. for sure i mean obviously we have to get it on tape but (laughs) um but you see where like temptation kind of comes in and it is easier to focus on that and you know even yoda's talking about that he talked about don't pick the quick and easy path which is the path of hate and anger i this was meant and i think the prequels even more it was supposed it's an anti-war movie this is actually funny enough i know this is a war movie but george lucas wrote it as an anti-war movie right kind of like trying to follow the peace 
and everything and, yeah. and such. But you'll be tempted to be vengeful and like that will be the thing that gets you through and that'll get you to where you want to, what you want to accomplish in life. But yeah. there's a fair amount of people who are, okay, I'm going to actually do the right thing. I'm actually mm-hmm. going to, you know, listen to my heart or whatever yeah. and, and choose love and do it for the right reasons instead of obviously for hate or anger, you know. Even being a little less literal, I think there's a lot of mapping that we can do in real times right now when mm-hmm. it comes to anything that's quicker or easy because we're mm-hmm. living in a time of reactivity, yeah. especially online, like on social media. People love to get into like, Twitter fights and Facebook wars Mm -hmm. about whether it's politics, whether it's social issues, whether it's fandoms, which we talked about an Mm -hmm. episode or two ago. So like, but it's like too often I'm reading a book right now on, um, like detoxing from dopamine because as much as everyone thinks like dopamine is like a happy thing it's it's not necessarily you know Mm -hmm. it's just an addictive addictions addiction. Exactly. And we sometimes, uh, can, you know, go down, weird paths because they're easy especially on our phone whether mm-hmm. it's to get into a fight or to play games or whatever it is you do on your phone uh quick and easy does not make a better life though it doesn't make for more productive conversations and you also see it here in hollywood at least too so many people think that there's like an easy route to success like i've, I've talked to so many people where they're like we should go on a reality show that's how we'll become famous i'm like whoa i'm a serious writer like right. comedian but i'm like no, I'm not going after fame for fame's sake. And if I were to do that, I don't think I'd have the career I want and right, I wouldn't be yeah. happy. But so many people, whether they're trying to be an influencer or trying to be any yeah. shortcut at all, like you see it, even with people you think are more reasonable than that, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. but it's because it's all low hanging fruit. And sometimes you just want to grab fruit that you can. Yeah. And they don't want to do that actual yeah, actual lake work. I mean, you know, it's not even yeah, and I'm all, I'll even bring it to like yeah, politics, especially sure. in this country and stuff. Sure. It's so much easier to hate the other side or whatever. One hundred percent. That's what I was yeah. speaking to with the social media fights, but there's a bigger yeah. picture even with just mm-hmm. the political figures at hand and Right. And we those... caricaturize them. Exactly. Yeah. There's always going to be evil in the world and you can rail against it but when you do it yeah when you do it for (laughs) out of the wrong reasons or whatever i mean because in it you you see luke he does get he does pick up his lightsaber and he does try to kill the emperor if darth vader wouldn't have stopped him he would have 100 percent killed the emperor and been like oh my god see look at i did it and he probably would have fallen to the dark side mm-hmm. and that's what they're trying to get him to do the whole yeah. movie is try to have him release his anger and he did he was he did. tempted and yeah. he almost but that's also like another philosophy of the jedi of <laughs> <laughs> and not to get any more philosophical past this but like definitely anything anything any sort of attachment yeah. like that can be used against you absolutely and and that's why the emperor says to says to luke he's like your faith in your friends is your weakness and mm. that is literally his weakness yeah. and that was literally the reason why he left yeah yeah you know so so, so you like this one better than empire right uh, yeah. yeah i think a little bit or at least like i found it a little more engaging because like i i think my star wars journey was i liked the first one more than i thought so i was mm-hmm. excited for the second one 
And I did really like the first 20 minutes, but then it got probably too action based for my, you know, liking. Um, Mm. So I was kind of weaving in and out. And this one definitely had a lot of action, but there was just so much deeper shit going Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. That was just a little more um, forthcoming, I guess, too, that and I was curious about where it was all going after the cliffhanger, Mm -hmm. too. So I guess I can't shit on the second movie because it, you know, set up the third movie, you know, like I'm not. Uh, and I didn't hate it at the second movie at all. I didn't, I didn't even dislike it. I just think I was a little less engaged with it, mm-hmm. but this one was just interesting. I know that like Darth Vader is Luke's dad, but mm-hmm. he kind of didn't have a hand in raising him. So forgive me for removing it from canon for just a second. When Yoda was dying, it kind of struck me as like a parent dying a little bit because like him Mm -hmm. and obi-wan and obviously his aunt uncle Mm -hmm. were kind of the people that made luke be the people the person he is Mm -hmm. right and there's something that i've been sort of digesting a little harder uh and i've been you know reading books on grief and dead parents and i have had my own journey with that and something that i keep coming across that i never really thought of uh was that you don't really learn to be an adult until you're parents are gone and even though that's like not obviously there's there's so many reasons why on paper that doesn't sound true because obviously people do adult things while their parents are alive but there's just that being untethered you have no backup you have no built-in support you know the way your parents are and after he yoda died i was like oh that's kind of luke's journey now because he has to you 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 the thing the what that quote means is you really get tested what you're really made of and you settle into who you are without roots to this world and it's scary and it's you have to rely on yourself and like that really 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 pinged for me i was like oh this man's kind of on his own like he has friends and he has a community but like i'm like oh everyone who really guided him is gone and now it's up to him to prove he can finished the mission well he keeps losing him yeah yeah because he lost his aunt and uncle first thing Mm -hmm. pretty much first like half hour of the movie exactly obi-wan towards the end of the movie yoda and then yeah darth vader you know even i'd love to sit in on his therapy sessions (laughs) my god can you imagine what he's unpacking (laughs) well i mean also since he grew up an orphan yeah he he didn't yeah think that because he was told he was actually told, and you probably didn't clock it at the time, but his uncle was saying that he was a spice freighter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember his, there was some yeah. bogus story that I knew yeah. wasn't totally true, but I, yeah. I don't remember the specifics. Yeah, And complete lie. So that's mm-hmm. what he's been told his entire yeah. life. He's like, okay. He's been gaslit. Not in like the worst way, but just his yeah. life wasn't what he thought it was. Right. But I mean, but at the same time, like looking back on that, you could see why they... Oh, sure. Because... Darth Vader is perceptive enough, but if you don't know the truth about yourself... They can't. It's like they, a radio frequency they exactly. can't pick up. Yeah. Because you even saw when Luke was hiding from Darth Vader and he was saying, You're, you, you, could, you could save your friends and even your sister. Mm-hmm. And he, he read his mind. Mm-hmm. The reason why they even kept that from him is because of, if they would have told him that, that would have been so yeah. easy for Darth Vader to get it out of him. It would have been a dog whistle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of this was in some ways by accident, but he rises to the challenge. 
even Yoda told him in Empire Strikes Back, you're going to be, you will be afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not afraid now. You are going to be afraid. Mm-hmm. And fear, uh, this, this is from the prequels, but it's fear leads to hate. Hate leads to anger and anger leads, wait, wait I'm missing one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, but it's the, that's the Chain way reaction. to the dark side. Yeah. Because yeah. even when Luke told Princess Leia, that's my father. She like looked disgusted. Yeah. yeah. She was like, oh my God, that's your dad. I know. And then she has to find out that mm-hmm. it's her dad too. I think that that's a little bit harder for her to process. Actually, it's like, yeah. oh my God, that was my dad the whole time. Because I think if she would have known that, she would have been found out in the first. Yeah. In episode four, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah. It, and what I liked about Luke is like, yeah, he was afraid, but he never blinked in his mission necessarily. Like he was so quietly confident mm-hmm. in a way that was very convincing to me. I'm like, oh, I like that it's not wishy-washy. Like that's right. cool. And, you know, in this, you see a lot more confidence in him. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Because even that, even trying to get Han back... And I really like the way, because it's weird, because this movie is like two, like there's a completely different part, like that beginning. I mean, I guess they do this well in all the movies, but Mm -hmm. it's like this first part basically has not much to do with the second part, Mm -hmm. but they get the band back together and stuff. Yeah. How long were they separated? I think it was like a year, year and a half. Okay. That's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. Kind of sucks that Han's been stuck in carbonite but also mm-hmm. he doesn't even know i know yeah he's just napping he as far as he knows yeah exactly he gets frozen until he's like poisoned when he wakes up kind of I or know. like going through the altitude sickness or, or whatever the, the, yeah the is. hibernation yeah. sickness thank yeah. you where he goes blind for a little bit but the thing is is they all concoct that plan they all follow through with that plan yeah. and i think that that's awesome and like luke's stronger and i think all of them are i think well princess leia has always been strong mm-hmm. and and stuff but then you kind of see well, everyone kind of came into their own. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if you look at them from the first movie to this movie, they walk differently, they talk differently, they listen yeah. differently, and that's the signs of growth, like, yeah. in a lot of ways, at least the physical manifestations right. of growing. And even Lando is a general yeah. in this one, too, because he was a kind of... I mean, he really back he really stabbed them in the back last mm-hmm. time even though it was he was sort of forced to right he was yeah, yeah. like i don't know if you had a better act no darth vader i mean literally darth vader would have killed him yeah there's just no doubt about it. right like, he kills his own men easily, right 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 you know? but it was exciting for me i was on the edge of my seat with lando because as much as i thought he was good i didn't know if he would pull a fast one again out of survival like yeah. so that was fun to see him be like a good like the redemption was, arc yes that was, especially since i didn't know there was a character named lando and he's kind of a part of the squad <laughs> like, yeah he is yeah. like i'm like okay 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 yeah. but no he really comes through and he has faith in his friend we have to give him more time mm-hmm. you know he's one of the only you know survivors from that yeah battle actually another one is wedge antilles he was actually in he was in the battle of yavin that was the death star the first death star mm-hmm. he was one of the only survivors from that one he survived the assault on hoth he was the he was the pilot that knocked down tripped the uh at at the walker mm-hmm he was the only one who was successful in that, and he also survived this. So he was, and that's the one that's played by Ewan McGregor's mm, uh, uncle. uncle. Okay, yeah. gotcha. You pointed him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because later Ewan McGregor. Yeah. 
is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Interesting. That's so funny. Yeah. It's like I also just really liked, especially in an action movie. I know that there's others that exist, but this felt a little more creatively told. Just the whole mindfulness thing. That's something Mm -hmm. I've like tried to weave in and out of throughout my life uh, out of curiosity. But it's hitting a little differently these days Mm -hmm. as I've been like clearing out my own bad internalized messaging that I got from my life and, and all this stuff. And just learning that, like, I mean, I always knew kind of going back to what we were talking about with like Facebook wars or something like your emotions shouldn't rule the roost. Like that's usually a really bad Mm -hmm. idea, but if you can find a way to not divorce yourself from emotions, but more like acknowledge them like a thought and meditation versus feeding the beast Mm -hmm. and just trying to stay very present in a moment. Like there's a book I'm reading where it's like, you can technically meditate whenever you just have to clock your surroundings. How do you feel when you're watching this? How do you feel when you're walking? What are you witnessing? And just try to always keep Mm -hmm. that engine going. So you don't run away with the circus with your own thoughts. And that's been something I've been, the muscles getting a little stronger. Mm -hmm. I recommend it for what it's worth, especially if you have a very loud brain, (laughs) it's a good way to quiet. It's a good way to quiet it. But that's why Luke was, confident and I feel like I've been learning to accept certain things about myself or my own life or whatever without it having such an emotional charge like I feel like I've neutralized a lot of things with or without mindfulness but I've been on a little bit of a journey guys is what I'm trying to say and so this movie Mm kind of weirdly spoke to me and with trusting your own instincts too Mm -hmm. because that was a big part of it as well yeah. In and a more magical way, but nonetheless. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. That's the thing about any science fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, when people are like, I'll even go as far, uh, for a good example is zombie movies. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that are like, oh, this dumb zombie movie. But all, you know, Night of the Living Dead is about civil rights. Dawn of the Dead is about about consumerism. It's like, mm-hmm. there's these fantastic things, but they help you realize. It hammers those things home you right, know what i mean right. and i and recently i think a really good example of this is the movie uh everything everywhere all at once have you seen that one i haven't but it won oscars yeah right? yeah, yeah. yeah best picture was it right yeah and, and but there's similar things it's visually stunning mm-hmm. those movies usually don't get right nominated but the thing is if you like oh okay i Get what's underneath it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a lot of messages that I think are good for the world. And I think a lot of people need to like take some of the messages, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think most are including stuff that quote unquote seems frivolous. Often, mm-hmm. if it stays in culture, it's usually because it's mapping something real in humanity. Mm-hmm. Did, did you, we may have talked about this at some point, but uh, did you hear what the Adams family may or may not have represented? Um, No. So I don't know if this is a theory, like a fan theory, or like a for sure fact, so don't quote me out there in podcast land, listeners, but uh, basically in the 60s, you know, neighborhoods were becoming more racially diverse, and obviously white people had a huge effing problem with it. So what they did was, yes, they were white, but they made a family that was sort of like different. I think they're supposed to be Hispanic. Okay, but either which way, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in a black Mm -hmm. and white television that, you know, but they were supposed to represent 
No, even the family that you think doesn't belong on the block mm -hmm. are actually very normal and nice. Yeah. Because the Adams family had a good family dynamic at the end of the day. They really did love each yeah, other no, and stuff. Did. And They're it was weird, a way of yeah. humanizing anyone that was different than you. And even if that is just a fan theory, I, I claim it. It's interesting because I didn't really watch the Adams family, but I watched the Munsters. And the mm -hmm. Munsters was, they were. You know what? I think I almost like that one because it was like more blatant. Oh, really? I don't They're... know if I've seen an episode of The Monsters. Okay, yeah. I don't know how I've missed that, but I don't think I have. Oh, it was on during the 60s. Um, well, you know, but Nick at Night. I mean, like, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen a lot of old sitcoms. So mm -hmm. I have. It is weird. I've missed it. Yeah. But anyways, but there's like a legitimate one of my favorite like monologues that Herman Munster gives and is like, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what you look like or any of the stuff mm -hmm. it you know it just matters with your character and he says it blatantly this is during the civil rights yeah. movement and like i that's one of my favorite things whenever i see it. it it pops up every once in a while on instagram or whatever i think that's why it's still relevant to this day i think so too i think that tends to be when art lasts or at least is popular for a while there's usually smart people writing it even if it seems like something that's not that deep right Exactly. You know, yeah. there's usually people that are Ivy League educated writing on a television mm -hmm. show that seems like a soap, but you're like, oh, they're clocking like the art of war. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I've read that. That's what they're doing in this plot. Because, yeah. you know, and it, yeah. And general general character development. Yes. Is, is that. Really? And I think with this, you kind of see like Han Solo get humbled. Yeah. He got yeah. got. And towards the end, you kind of see where he's kind of like, he's very vulnerable. He's embracing the fact that he's a human and not just like a walking snark machine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's actually like, he starts really caring about, I mean, he, I think he always, there's always been that in him. Well, sure. No one's that abrasive. That's not trying yeah. to cover up a soft spot. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it, you know, you kind of start seeing that crack and obviously Darth Vader Mm -hmm. there has been good in him and Darth Vader is for me the perfect example of like a great villain because the thing I mean I guess you don't see this part exactly I won't talk about that part but you kind of see where it took his son almost dying yeah to like snap him out of it yeah I thought that was so interesting I didn't know what was going to happen i knew mm -hmm. that was possibly an option but not to the extent that i was going to tell you i thought it was an option because i'm like i don't actually know if this is where yeah. this is going i only say stuff if i feel confident i guess mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's just this is something that people like because again everyone becomes a caricature right in these times good and bad mm -hmm. right like figures but the truth of the matter is most people have a little bit of good in them and a little bit of bad in yeah. them. And it's a matter of where the scales tip. But mm -hmm. even if they feel tipped over to the other side, the other side does exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And like we do forget that. We're not great at nuance in this world. And right. I think it would lead to more productive conversations. And it was my personal theory. And maybe I have a tinfoil hat. And I've grown more cynical. And I'm not even sure I totally believe this anymore. But I think that on either extreme are the loudest people right mm -hmm. but then you yeah. have everyone in the middle who's going to swap in and out whatever they claim or don't claim right for mm -hmm. what side they're more closely aligned to but if we can create a society where it's okay to not know it's okay to ask questions it's okay to be wrong like because mm -hmm. i think think about it, when we're kids in school we feel like a dumbass if we raise our 
hand and get the question wrong. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so much pressure to be right. And I think that leads to people doubling down on bad beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I just wish if we had a little more nuance, I think the middle would become louder and we could actually accomplish it. That's good because sure, it yeah. would be less polarized and it would just mm-hmm. wipe out the loud mouth, yeah. you know? There are a lot of villains now where it's they're just driven by something. They have that passion, but that passion could be turned on its head yeah. and stuff, you know. And that's why I think uh, Palpatine is such a good villain because he pushes those buttons. Mm-hmm. He really, you know, at least for Luke, he makes him question what his value system is. Yeah. You know, and it backfires because mm-hmm. Luke does, you know, when he throws down his lightsaber and says, I'm a Jedi like my father before me mm-hmm. is it, it's like magnificent to see, you know, and you get, and you're so proud of him because you saw him grow up, yeah, you know, all this time. And totally. Had, Cause he wasn't like a plucky knucklehead kid, but he was a kid. Yeah. For oh, sure. The first one, he's yeah. Like, Different. He's a dumbass kind of, yeah. Kinda, like a little just, yeah. Braver in ways he shouldn't be and knowledgeable in ways he's not. Or so he thinks, uh, no, I mean, Mark Hamill is such a good actor. I've said that every probably episode, but I mean, I will keep saying it because like what really struck me too, and we talked about this while it was happening, when Yoda does die, I'm like, yeah. this is good acting because he's taking in so much information at once. He's watching his mentor die mm-hmm. and he's realizing he has a sister mm-hmm. who's his friend. Yeah. And it's a lot. That's good news, I guess, but it's a lot to take in. It's mm-hmm. a big bit of a plot switch to say the least. And yeah. so like he, and it's like a wonder where they just stay on his face mm-hmm. for a good 20 seconds. Like it's yeah. a pretty long gist of his face scene. And you showed me a, a magnificent, one of the best that YouTube has to offer videos where a man who murdered a woman is talking to the news reporters as if he doesn't know what's happened to her. And he didn't realize because he d- dumped her in the dumpster and miscalculated when the garbage would pick up that canister. And unbeknownst to him, the reporter's like, so are you, you know, whatever she asked, but implying that the, the body, there was a body that had been found. And you see him in real time, like the wheels in his head turning. And all of a sudden, like, and you showed me because it was like, I think it happened in maybe Fargo. I think after Fargo, yes, I yeah. think that's when that came up. And we were just saying like, we should, that should be in acting schools where like how you clock information that you're trying to keep hidden, but like you can't help yourself, but tell on yourself. Cause the guy, if I'm not being clear, it's now that we know that this man is guilty and is in jail for murdering this woman. It is so obvious. And I think even if people were watching, there's something disingenuous about like him feigning whatever it is that he's feigning for like horror for her even though he did it and it's just like it's such a complicated cocktail on a face is what i'm saying and and mark hamill did that and it's that's hard to do yeah no he he is excellent and you know what he had been criticized a lot of people didn't think that he was a good actor and i'm like that's insane i remember my dad saying that and saying that like there's a lot of whether it's TV shows or a big franchise like Star Wars. I think it's changed a little bit, but not a lot bit. But, you know, people would be so happy because they got these big breaks and it's like mm-hmm. the biggest thing ever. But then give it a few years and they can't get arrested. Like they've been I typecast know, yeah. as whomever, you know, they're playing. And I think this hasn't he had a more successful career in voiceover acting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the Joker. 
Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I did know. I think I knew that. Maybe. He, yeah. He's an excellent voice actor. Also, I just saw him in Brigsby Bear. I just barely got to that movie a few weeks ago, and he was excellent in it. He was also in uh, What We Do in the Shadows as well, mm. uh, the TV show, though. But he um, he was excellent in that. Yeah, I, I love seeing him I'm pop up. Hu- I'm a huge Mark Hamill fan. Yeah. I never really, because I didn't know him, so I didn't have an opinion. But I don't think I ever told you this. So you know how... Soap is like my favorite sitcom mm-hmm. of all time. And there's a ventriloquist on the show, mm-hmm. Jay Johnson. He looks so much like Mark Hamill. When I mm. first started watching that show, I told my mom I was in middle school and it was on reruns. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the guy from Star Wars was on that show with Billy Crystals. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, she's no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, But a, a 14-year-old me, yeah. blonde, bowl cut, yeah, similar sure. build, similar enough features. I like, and they both hate Trump. They both tweet mm-hmm. at how much oh, they that's hate cool. Trump. Yeah, Jay Johnson's yeah. pretty cool. Like, also, oh, that's shout awesome. out to yeah. Jay Johnson. Yeah, that's what I like about Mark Hamill. He's super yeah. liberal, and like, he's actually the voice for in Ukraine for the um, air raid drill. Oh wow! So he's like, you know, he'll be <laughs> like, okay, the the bombing's over. May the force be with you. That's so funny. I know. Funny. It's like that's amazing. Like yeah. I don't even know what to do with that information. That's yeah. so amazing. I know. Wow. Because I guess uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the, the uh-huh. he was he's a huge Star Wars fan. Oh so he was like, if I could, and yeah, oh of my course. God, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when the the you know evil empire was defeated. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but tell you when all the different nations and worlds were celebrating. Like, yeah. oh, it's like when Trump was voted out of office yeah. and all the cities were it's like flooded here, with impromptu parades of people yeah. celebrating. Los Angeles, Portland, <laughs> mm-hmm. New York, Denver, yeah. probably too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just like, yeah, I mean, that's what it. Actually, they showed you a few places that you won't see until the prequels. Interesting. So that's kind of funny that they show. I'm, I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot that they showed mm-hmm. Naboo which you haven't seen mm-hmm. in this trilogy. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. That's right. You know. But it's so interesting how they CGI'd in, uh, what's his name? Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. <laughs> wow, how'd you know him? Yeah. Well, because I mean, he was everywhere. Yeah. He was in teen magazines and stuff when I was he young. He was, yeah. Of, like his Star Wars stuff. And he was with Rachel Bilson for a while. And so I know I know stuff that teen girls knew um, of a certain age. But that... I feel so many mixed ways at how much they've altered some of these movies. Like, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Like, I know. They're very different than what would have been seen in 1983. Like, I'm not mad at it, but I'm not, like, floored by it either. Like, I can't clock the emotion yeah. I'm feeling. I'm like, that's a little, like... Because as an artist, you're so used to when you put it out there, it's done. Yeah. You want to edit it. You can, Even with our podcasts or, like, our videos or anything mm-hmm. I've done with Creepy and Kooky... Do you know how much I wish I could sometimes word things better, especially with how off my speech patterns have been the past couple of years? Oh, my God. And then I'm just watching these people CGI stuff in. I'm like, where's my CGI edit where I can just do what I want after the fact? But then you, things can also get lost media that way if they get too altered. So yeah. maybe I don't like it, but I, I guess it's kind of cool, too, because of how much the world is built. I have complicated feelings. No, I, I mean, that's why... I'm glad you're mentioning that because that's yeah. why I mentioned I didn't like that the job of the, the hut and that scene. wasn't a good CGI either. It wasn't like when good. I, when we saw the real Jabba, who we haven't even talked about yet. Exactly. I was like, oh yeah, that's what I thought he looked way like. better. That's what I right? thought. Okay, okay. Because uh, I was, it was Uncanny Valley of like whatever the hell species that is equivalent in with Harrison mm-hmm. Ford in the first one. Yeah, it was just like. <laughs> 
Okay. So that's why I was like, okay. But you know what? I don't mind them putting in... There's actually a reason why they would do Naboo. I'm not going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason why they would show Naboo in like Coruscant, which you hadn't seen yet. The thing is, I, I really do feel like in a lot of ways... George Lucas was never satisfied with those movies because Clearly. of the because of the technology wasn't right, there right. The, the way that he wanted it. You were talking about the special effects really do hold up, but for him, he was like disappointed with it, which is insane. I think they were actually kind of the best in the first one. Yeah, and that's what and yeah, that's so because there was so many clear green screens. Yeah, and like um, just not as well done whatever it was I, mm-hmm. I can't even think of anything off but i will say i like this battle better the space battle sure sure it looked really good I'll and give you it have that. different but you could also get different angles on certain things the thing about that first the battle of yavin which is the first death star those ones are very static shots with like you know things going by and stuff and they have to like get a little more creative with it in mm. this one yeah i think they kind of get a little clever and yeah yeah, i I get what you mean by that in some of these and also you know a lot of the alterations after the fact too um but i will say i do if you watch the prequels having hayden christensen in it i'm like oh yeah 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 that's if you're gonna change anything i'm fine with that personally uh being, being in the end oh yeah yeah I mean, and I, I, without really knowing the prequels, obviously, I'm fine with it because I understand that that's Darth Vader as his young person and probably his best self for the last time he was. Well, the good last time he was Anakin yeah. Skywalker, yeah. Right, right. So I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm not mad at it, but like, it's. It is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and then yeah, Jabba looks better as a fucking oh my god, as a slug or whatever he is. Slug. Yeah, I mean because that's a really good puppet. That's a really good puppet. Yeah, it was interesting for sure. I want to talk about CP or C three C three PO C three PP. Uh-huh. I don't know why that's three PO. Just say three PO. Three PO. Um. Oh my goodness gracious, he in this movie becoming a deity, and it made me laugh because have you ever seen Silicon Valley? yeah show. yeah you know how zach wood's character is like that guy fucks that guy fucks and if you don't know the joke out there guys like just basically zach wood's character is the nerd of the group and some guy comes in and paints him out to be the playboy of the group yeah. and it's just it's funny but either which way like cp3 yep uh i don't know why i'm just not my brain rejects it uh He's like the the wet towel of the group, kind of, and so for him to be the deity, that's actually pretty good comedy. Like it, it's it, you know what I mean? Like I just it's like really that guy clever. fucks, that guy fucks. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's the Star Wars version of that kind of, because exactly. it ended up being true of Zach Woods too. They did yeah, yeah, eventually yeah. show him having like three sons and stuff. Yeah, but also in this, like especially he, I, I honestly, some people find C three PO annoying but i think he is he is but he's charming he's so funny like when he knocks on the door he's like okay no yeah, yeah. I lo- that was my favorite joke he did in the th- three movies like yeah. 100 because sometimes i did find him annoying truth be told but mm-hmm. i also but i was never annoyed at finding him annoying yeah. which is such a distinction right. because it was a different flavor than the rest of the cast like everyone had such different points of views yeah. and that's what makes a good character so 
it was good to have the negative Nancy right. wet blanket. Like you needed that in this cast. That's mm-hmm. probably why it worked. Well, it's you almost know? the voice of reason. Sometimes, oh my God, I'm yeah. not going to do. <laughs> and I mean, because even in this, one of my favorite lines on uh, one of his favorite, his best lines in this too was like, okay, Hansel is like, you guys stay here. He's like, well, I've decided that um, we are going to stay here. <laughs> and it's like, He's trying to stand up to mm-hmm. Han Solo, who's mean to him all the time, yeah. which rightfully so, because he literally tells him there's like no way you're going to be able to get through this asteroid field. Or oh, that's right. Um, it was like the weird odds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. He's such a wimp and he's like a wet blanket. C-3PO is. But R2-D2 is just he is so brave and he always yeah. has the right idea. He's always getting everybody out of jams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was the one who orchestrated that whole part to get the Ewoks on board and everything. Like, it was like, okay, get him to come up here. And, you know, because even C-3PO is like, R2, this better work. Yeah. And R2 is like, I got this. I got this. He's also kind of quiet, confident. But it's funny that they're both like Mm -hmm. robots or droids. Exactly. You know, like, and it's just kind of like they both have, um, more 3PO, but, like, emotions. But, yeah, uh, yeah, R2-D2 is, yeah, kind of silent, but he he has a personality. And it's kind of interesting because we have this whole, like, AI thing nowadays, yeah. you know. And it's like, oh, shit, that might be the future is, like, an R2-D2. That'd be funny. Who just kind of calculates all the possibilities and is, like, this is the best way to do whatever. But he'd be an app. He wouldn't be like a little like garbage yeah. can on wheels. <laughs> he mm-hmm. would be like exactly, an app yeah. for that type thing. Yeah. Although, I mean, yeah, because it would be unwieldy to have a, an R2 unit all the mm-hmm. time. Unless we want pet robots, which they tried in the Y2K days. Remember the robot oh, I mean, dog? Yeah, yeah. That did and I, nothing, I think. And there was a uh, a garage collapse in in New York. And they actually used the mechanical dog for the first time. Oh, wow. Um, one of the, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, one of those uh, dogs that uh, they've been promising would be come out like in the early two, 2000s or whatever. But it did go in there and see if there's any survivors because it had infrared cameras and stuff. Wow. And, um, you, you know, in, in lieu of people who where it would obviously be a danger for them. So. We might be in living Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but that's an again, that's where like a lot of the ideas come from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh shoot, I see it on screen. Yeah, okay, there's somebody in those suits and everything. Mm-hmm. But what if we could get someone to do something like this and yeah. stuff like that, or have like specialized droids like that to to help? I mean, even you look at the war in Ukraine. Yeah, a lot of their spotting is done by drones. Mm-hmm. They're just sending them up, and they're able to get a lay of the land and everything, yeah. and it, it's kind of amazing. Well, even just for the social aspect, because they're friends with yeah. the whole crew, and like right. we made a joke in the last episode about how my dog Grim is kind of like Chewy, but mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I mean a robot drone thing would kind of be that too in a way. Yeah. The person that always helps you navigate wherever you go, exactly, but is yeah. your friend and is maybe going to give you tough love like 3PO where he's going to say what your odds of survival are and you're not going to like yeah. it, but he's never going to be disloyal to you. Mm-hmm. You can't say that about people. That's, That's why true. we have dogs. Yeah, exactly. 
and um, I think that's why I kind of like this movie. I'm like, oh, their friends are like my dogs, my dog kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, so we're getting the whole gang back together, but the first two that we see <laughs> are, are not the even droids. people. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They're not even beings. They're not even living or whatever. And they don't have like a B plot. Like Han Solo was both trying to fight the Empire, but also he had a love plot too. Yeah, yeah. You know. So it's kind of like. Uh, and, and a little bit, too, with Luke, because, like, he's dealing with his inherited family trauma along with mm-hmm. fighting. So it's like, yeah. but the robots were just, uh, unless they were in a jam, yeah. there really wasn't, like, a B-plot, you know? And But they hold their own. And I think it's proof that, like, you don't always need, I'm not saying you don't need texture or layers to characters or plots, because of course you do. But, like, you, not everyone has to end up with the girl. Not everyone, right. you know what I mean, has yeah. to have, like... I don't know. I think it's uh, more interesting to have some because I think a lot of people just live life and have something Mm -hmm. probably closer to what those robots had than what Han Solo has. Exactly. You know, and not everyone. Some people are just work related. Some people are asexual or aromantic Mm -hmm. and they're just living their life doing good things. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting, you know, choices for the 70s and 80s for sure. When... Darth Vader was dying. I mm-hmm. really appreciated that they played his song, but in like mm-hmm. a different instrument, yeah. a different octave. Um, mm-hmm. That was a good touch. It was so um, subtle. It really didn't last long. But what is it called when you pluck the strings? A harp? It, no, it's oh. <laughs> it, 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 it's like an Italian arpeggio. Oh, it's, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah staccato, gonna, staccato. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's a stringed instrument, staccato. I mean, low key. I don't. Have we talked about the music yet on Star Wars and on any of these? I may have. I don't. I know to you. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. Did say I that don't. it's a very effective the Emperor's March. It's effective. Yeah. The way the Jaws right. theme song is. Yeah. I, I don't know if I said that. But this is yeah, John Williams and and obviously John Williams. We've heard him on ET. Oh, um, same guy. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I mean, he even did Harry Potter. He did the new Star Wars, which... Um, which, by the way, guys, we have videos on our YouTube at Let's Finally Watch It, where we go to Universal, mm-hmm. as well as Harry Potter by the time this airs. If you guys... Harry Potter World, before we go and see the movie, you were talking about Galaxy's Edge earlier. And if we ever go, we'll put that on YouTube, too. But I just wanted to plug that really fast, where we, yeah. we get lost in Harry Potter World and have great fun in both videos. So at Let's Finally Watch It YouTube, go back to what you're saying. Sorry for the interruption yeah, yeah. for that commercial. I would say, like, the music's great in this trilogy, but I think, honestly, low-key, the prequel trilogy might even be better. But in this one, I love the music. I do love that staccato thing, but also... The choir that they have when Luke kind of like loses control and starts fighting really hard uh, against Vader. The choir in that is just, oh my God, it Mm -hmm. is like so emotional and so, yeah, so good. And then you also have like the parts where they're on Endor and, you know, it's kind of a little silly or not this not silly but like a little bit light more lighthearted and it's like oh okay you know like there's some lighthearted music to it you know because everybody does pretty much have their own theme song because princess leia has her own theme mm. song i don't know if you clocked that i don't think i did okay no. yeah she has her own song luke obviously has the the force song but 
And of course, Darth Vader. I mean, the Imperial March. I mean, that's timeless. Everyone knows that. I know. You know what I mean? If and you don't, I I knew that without having seen this franchise. Yeah, and that's the thing is, if you hear that song even outside of the, you're just like, whoa, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on? Well, it's the same thing with the Jaws theme song. I had a music teacher mm-hmm. who had like young kids, and he's like, she's never seen Jaws, but I just started like a three year old. I just started playing it on my piano, and she ran screaming. Yeah. Exactly. It's like music so visceral sometimes, and it's, especially when it's done well. And this is definitely done very and I, well. And I'm almost certain John Williams did Jaws as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's yeah. a master. He's wow. a master. At Genius, it. even. Yeah. Yeah. Everything just kind of comes together really well, especially in this movie. I mean, yeah. You get a lo- you get like a lot of action in the beginning with Jabba the Hutt. Mm-hmm. And you're you're gonna say were you gonna say something about Jabba the Hutt or? I don't i had a lot to say about him but i was surprised that in a way given how iconic he was because mm-hmm. like i knew who he was without seeing this he really doesn't get a lot of screen time like mm-hmm. he's dead in the middle of the second act yeah like right gone you know yeah. and i was like whoa that's like effective movie magic i guess mm-hmm. that like everybody knows who he is but he really mm-hmm. doesn't get a lot of playtime. yeah well also i don't know if you even know who Boba Fett is, but Boba Fett is all over this, but he has low key been one of the most popular character in mm-hmm. Star Wars. I've heard of, yeah, and I've yeah. heard of Boba Fett. And yeah. I, he was in this and okay. stuff. Yeah. And like, he definitely is, um, he's super popular. He's not in it that much though. He's yeah. really not in, he only pops up a few times. And I mean, I think that may be the reason why, because in that Jabba scene in, in A New Hope, Jabba the Hutt's in it. And also in that scene is Boba Fett as well. So I think they're just trying to like, shit, we got to give him more Boba Fett. Because this is yeah. what everybody loves and right. stuff like that. I've never gotten that too much. But now I do because of other media now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, he's not in it that much. And yeah, he's a, he's a rascal. He is a real bad guy. He is mm-hmm. a gangster and he is feared. And you get why now you kind of get why Han Solo was so anxious in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Because like in that whole movie, he is stressed out and in the back of his head, he's like I have a price on my head from this gangster yeah. who is a horrible being and just a monstrous galaxy. creature too it'd be yeah. bad enough if he was humanoid i'm not saying that he wouldn't be menacing right. with that but we've seen that before i don't want a guy like jabba after me exactly and then, like as a woman too especially seeing his like harem of sorts yeah. and stuff like i was like oh this is mapping for every sleazeball guy exactly out there that's a bad guy like that immediately pinged for me on all the levels mm-hmm. and i'm like well done because that is how us women internalize those guys yeah. like that's kind of how they look in our brains and i'm i'm kind of literally speaking and not figuratively speaking yeah. but it's like no i get the that. personification of any creep it's like that's kind of how we look at you guys yeah exactly and you know he's not meant to be he, he's meant to be the worst that they could possibly get that's why he gets killed by princess leia in yeah the end which yeah. i'm like hell yeah princess leia is like the mvp you know yeah. she is so brave well they all have their moments they all do yeah they're not even the ones that are kind of bumbling are not really bumbling they all play right. a role it's not like oh the underdog eventually got it right 
right. you know like they're they all capable. just yeah. yeah you just don't know what way it's gonna like manifest depending on the battle depending on who has mm-hmm. their hands maybe literally tied behind their back or whatever like yeah. it's just uh they all have different strengths and they're all kind of important and they're not trying to outdo each other which yeah. is also kind of interesting for like an action-based movie mm-hmm. to some extent yeah, i'm not exactly. saying that's riddled in the genre but it does come up for sure well, I mean, you kind of see the way that they work together. And this is this is another thing to bring back to, to the Ukrainian mm-hmm. war. But the the Russian army is notorious for pitting. And the Germans did this, too. The Nazis did this, too. Where they made it so that people didn't coordinate, but they had to, like, outdo each other. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Empire is all about, is making these people fight ultimately there's like one controller which is the emperor and stuff like that but they're always trying to add you kind of see where the rebels like have to coordinate together and they have differences of opinions but they have to at at the end of the day kind of do what they need to do and then they get it done and you were mentioning admiral akbar that's the one that looks like kind of like a squid Mm -hmm. um yeah and even him he is a uh you know, there are all these different species trying to work together yeah. and they're all different from different places, but they all have a common goal. And I think that's I think that's awesome. And it does show it's like you're stronger together. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the alliance is so much stronger. Yeah. And, um, you know, you could see that as a weakness, like the way that the emperor does, or you, could, you see it as a strength. But it's what won, because sometimes when only one person's in charge and everyone has to follow through, there's reasons why that does work, but right. without, it's th- what's that expression? Like two heads are better than one, or, or right. five are better yeah. than one, or however many there are. Like it, it's definitely a real thing to let people shine and make their own decisions based on what their strengths are you know versus like i feel like a lot of the dark sides men died because they were being told what to do versus being allowed to think about how to tackle Mm -hmm. stuff and also their overconfidence yeah i mean that too you know they're the the emperor was so confident and it was what led to his death he was confident that he had darth vader under his control and darth vader would never betray him Mm -hmm. wrong you're fucking wrong and now you're at the bottom of a shaft you know it's true though when you think that you have life figured out Mm -hmm. it'll pull the rug out from under you for sure and did you what so like for darth vader did you expect him to turn on i mean like i said i kind of did think it was an option and i was wondering if i maybe had heard that at some point like i couldn't figure out if i did know that or if Mm -hmm. i came up with that on my own but i wasn't convinced that was gonna happen okay like i really wasn't sure especially since i was like in the preview review like oh i'm sure it's gonna end on a good note and you're like there'll be surprises i'm like ooh, there's a couple ways to interpret that Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm like, that could be a red herring to not spoil that it is a happy ending, but yeah. there will be surprises, or maybe one of them will die, even if it is a happy ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I yeah. saw a lot of uh, variety in what you could have meant by that, mm-hmm. which kind of threw me off my game a little. So, congratulations, yeah. sir. Like, my hypervigilant mind, you, you Jedi mind trick. It's a thinking, maybe, but I wasn't shocked, mm-hmm. I guess is yeah. the most simple way to answer it. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't know what was gonna happen to yeah so but it's saying that parental love is stronger than allegiance to a government too like that there's a metaphor for sure in that oh yeah and god i don't think it always works out that way to be fair but in theory it can yeah no 
imagine you grow up and you find out, oh shit, my grandpa was Joseph Stalin. Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh my god! Like, did you ever watch the documentary Hitler's Children? No. It it talks about. I think there is literally a descendant from Hitler in it, but it's also mostly all the Nazi generals and like their children who grew up on concentration camps or even their like next generation and it's so fascinating the different responses these people none are on board none are defending their Mm -hmm. parents or grandparents but like some were literally in denial until their 30s they they like about what the holocaust even was until they met people in the camps and found out who their dad was and the look Mm -hmm. on their face and they had to dismantle it some literally do advocacy and like preach out against their parents some a bunch have moved to like either america or north america or south america Mm -hmm. and changed their names like it's yeah i don't know where i saw it years ago so i don't know where it could possibly be streaming now but it's a i highly recommend that documentary hitler's children that's what it's called yeah exactly and it's like you know i i think in a lot of ways they kind of there is i mean the reason why i did that to you was because you know I remember when I first watched this, I was like, but it's his dad. So maybe he will just Mm -hmm. be like, I want to be with my dad. Yeah. Okay. Finally, I have a dad. I considered that too. I was like, or maybe he would do a switcheroo where he would pretend to be on the dark side and then Mm. not. I don't know. There was options. Yeah, there were options. Yeah. But I mean, I think Luke had picked the right way. I mean, he could have easily died though. Oh, I know. He could have easily died. (laughs) <laughs> like they could have killed him way faster than Easily. they tried mm-hmm. like for sure yeah. for sure that was and my only like lack of suspension of belief i'm like well they could have mm-hmm. obliterated him a long ass time ago but sure i think darth vader but see like that's the thing is like darth vader i don't think ever wanted to kill him well no he liked to yeah. torture people it, they were more valuable alive to an extent too yeah. but when he was fighting with the emperor i was like mm-hmm. oh yeah but obviously darth vader can't mm-hmm because the reason why he dies is because his ventilator goes out. Yeah. And also there is an element of Emperor Palpatine has kept him alive to mm-hmm. a certain extent with the dark mm-hmm. side of the force. The thing is, the, the the thing about the dark side of the force, you could keep people alive. And that's a lot of what Darth Vader's suit is made out of is this dark alchemy mm-hmm. that keeps him alive right. but obviously to a detriment if <laughs> a lot of people were him he lost that uh you'll see but mm-hmm. he loses everything mm-hmm. you know he's kind of a shell of his former self well it's kind of like too going back to that whole topic but it's like when someone seems like they have it together when they're young maybe they have a great career maybe they have a great marriage or whatever and then you hit a certain point and it falls apart like i feel like we're kind of in the season of life where like you hear that marriages are Mm -hmm. falling apart and there's always been problems or you watch Mm -hmm. someone who was always lucky become unlucky and Mm -hmm. some of it's because they took the easy way or what they thought they should do versus listening to their heart or whatever so it's i mean there's a lot of mapping i think that's no, why i like you, you can compare it to so many things yeah. it's, it's pretty timeless actually yeah and you kind of see that fall apart too yeah and you kind of also see where this desperation of power as well you have these people trying to hold on to power i mean that's why they build the death star is to yeah. keep people in line because they're afraid mm-hmm 
that's all it is. It's all fear. Yeah. You know, it's all based on fear. All the bad things that they do is out of fear. And, and then, yeah. yeah, and then seeing Darth Vader die. I mean, honestly, that always makes me really sad. And it's so weird because you're like, I've been railing against you this whole time. And all of right. a sudden. Right. Oh, God. And then, like, you know, he just wants to see Luke with his own eyes just one time. And not have him f- fighting or whatever. Like, yeah. let's just, let me just see. Have a quiet this, moment. Yeah. I, you know, I know I'm going to die, but I just want to see you this one time. And he smiles. I don't know if mm-hmm. you clock, but mm-hmm. yeah, like mm-hmm. as he's, he just, and theoretically, <laughs> I think in canon, that's like the first time he smiles mm. in, in his suit. Because right. he is a miserable, of course, miserable, uh, yeah, shell of a human. I don't know who I was expecting to be under that helmet, but like that wasn't what I was expecting. Sure, yeah. To to be yeah. fair, um, and and I almost guarantee you, I would say maybe it, <laughs> that might not be there for much longer. I wouldn't be surprised if they changed that in ten years too. Oh, they'll have it be whoever. Yeah, Caden yeah. Christensen probably. Mm. Yeah. Oh, as he ages, maybe or something. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what I was expecting. It just felt, he felt almost like Dr. Evil from Austin Bowers, mm-hmm. just, but like more sunken or like melted or I don't know. Yeah. Something. Yeah. He has some pretty bad stuff happen to him. Yeah. To yeah. Point. I yeah. think, I think I was expecting like an older man or, or, or something or mm-hmm. middle-aged man at least. And not like, I, I just don't yet. Yeah, like the visual just wasn't what I was expecting. I think by this point he's only like 50. Mm hmm. Well, sure, because if he has like a twenty-five-year-old, give or take, that makes sense. He was twenty-five. He's probably around fifty, fifty-five. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. He's and he has not been in good health for years. Yeah, and yeah. anger was what kept him going. The horse leading the car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like people on the internet hating on celebrities or fandoms exactly, or yeah. people being trolls. I mean, they yeah. probably aren't happy, but hates keeping them alive yeah exactly it's it's a a easier path and i get it but it's so sad even pedro pascal Mm -hmm. he was on that talk show i forgot which talk show but he was like oh yeah my favorite is and they're like oh really because some people don't like it because of the ewoks and he's like what are you talking about i like it because of the ewoks yeah i like the ewoks a lot too but i also like (laughs) cuddly creatures so yeah and Muppety creatures, so I'm going to be a sucker for that, naturally. Yeah, um, they're so cute. They were fun. It was just really fun to watch uh, Leia feed the first one. Like I know. That was a great scene. I, I'm surprised I didn't think to bring it up, actually, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Because that was just... Um, he, she was just like, come over here, you yeah. skittish little guy. Come yeah. on. Uh, and, yeah. And that, I think, is Warwick Davis. Uh, he was Willow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also been in all the other Star Wars movies, <laughs> too, which is really cool. Because this was, like, you know, early on in his career, obviously. And, yeah, no, it's really cool. Those little guys. And they all look does... kind of different, too. Like, yeah. they're the same species, obviously, but they have different coloring, different yeah. facial features. I thought that was weirdly interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also loved... I love Endor. I think, I mean, and this is literally a place in Northern California that you could visit any day. Mm-hmm. It has like redwoods and stuff. Yeah. Have you ever seen a redwood? Nope. It's it's amazing. And it looks like that. And they have their, 
obviously their village up in the trees mm-hmm. i think it's beautiful it's like yeah i would out of all the planets i think i would live in endor well it also seems pretty earth-like in a way too with it mm-hmm. being a forest yeah and stuff um since we're talking about the creatures, yeah, you're right. I like the squid guy. I forget his name. Uh, Admiral Akbar. Okay. Yeah. And then I also just love the little baby blue elephant type creatures mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the um, woolly mammoth ones. I, my favorite species, I think, were the ones that were kind of like Earth's animals, but not quite. Which ones? Or? Earth, like Earth. Oh, planet. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, animals yeah. we actually do have or had had historically but just a little off kilter, different mm-hmm. parallel universe version of them. Like that, yeah. that was delightful for me. Yeah. And I also like that they do have really different ones for me because that was the thing about Avatar I didn't like because it was like, okay, it's like a lion, but uh, to a, an extra set of nostrils. Yeah. It felt like a, and then rainbow or whatever, like yeah. all the different colors. Like, yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't, it was, that was the least of my grievances, mm-hmm. but it felt very mythology come to mm-hmm. life. Right, yeah. But in a white man's tale. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it was kind of like, eh. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Because there was also a lot of cool dinosaur-esque ones, especially in the first one or two, that were like, that kind of looks like a dinosaur as we know them. But it's yeah. it's different than the ones we've seen in museums. So. Yeah, like the Transdocians mm-hmm. look like lizard men. What's funny is they they kind of recycle a lot of I think what they did especially for Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi they raided a bunch of old backlots to find oh. like old costumes and stuff and Interesting. Yeah, so there's a few things that they're able to like jimmy rig that's cool. Turn into a completely different thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite where he makes a liger where it's yeah. like he kind of just combined. Yeah. That's a real thing. Is it? I don't know if I yeah. knew that. They actually, yeah, it's a lion and a tiger. But the thing about it is they, I I forgot which way you have to breed them, but it doesn't have, it makes them so much bigger mm. because there's something, some genetics that doesn't get passed on to make them stop growing. So they get gigantic. Oh. Yeah. So there is, there is such thing as, but yeah, exactly. Or unicorn right right just you a know. little just a little different than a horse just a little i did it it's almost surreal it's so funny because i don't know if i said this on the podcast but in my first sketch class at ucb a, a really nice guy wrote the star wars sketch and he didn't get one laugh at the table read and he was so confused and the teacher was smart enough to be like wait a second hold mm. your horses how many of you guys have seen Star Wars and only four out of the 12 of us had? Wow. He's like, William, this is not your usual crowd. Your sketch is Mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. (laughs) You just had the worst test audience ever. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, thank God. I thought I was like a terrible joke writer because we didn't get any of the references. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was uh, just very silly. You got to call him up. Yeah. But like, I know I should. I should message him. I haven't talked to him in like five years, but uh, I should be like, I would get your sketch now. But I just thought it was so funny because I felt seen because I was always used to being made fun of mm-hmm. for not really having seen Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, Upright Citizens Brigade is my people. They haven't seen Star Wars. But that's not true at all either. Most people, yeah. have, most people are actually super nerds at Upright Citizens and Brigade. Yeah, <laughs> I think about all my friends who were there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, for whatever reason, right. my first class that I joined four or five days after moving here, I forget what it was, but it was under a week. I found mm-hmm. my people. I found my people. Yeah. <laughs> 
But you also took pride in ignorance, though. So I'm glad. Well, I just felt uh, it was nice to not be attacked for one. Yeah. (laughs) It was nice to be in the majority. You know, sometimes us losers take what we can and and that's what we got to do. Exactly. But yeah, you watched it, so... I can't believe it. I feel like I've climbed Everest. Um, <laughs> this is a, you also for, just watched three movies. But yeah, okay. For me, it's mo- movies I've never really sought out or had that much of an interest in. And that society yelled at me a lot for. So I don't know. I, it's not just watching three movies. It's uh, real age redacted because I like to pretend I'm 53. But it's been just decades of uh, this battle. It's a, This is just the end battle that you've been a part of, you know. So... Next week, we're going to go back to watching a movie that I've seen that Clark has not seen, which is 13 Going on 30, a little Jennifer Garner, a little Mark Ruffalo to change it up. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah. I know, isn't it? It's a pretty charming... I'm not even going to guess if you like it or not. We'll save it for the preview review because I'm done guessing, mm-hmm. but uh, I think this movie has charm, but okay, um, cool. people have loved it for two decades for a reason. Yeah. You know, Um but so we'll catch you there. Follow, subscribe at Let's Finally Watch It wherever you're listening to this, plus YouTube and TikTok. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan, and feel free to check me out on all my socials at Blairosaurus Rex. And then I'm Clark Knez, other Clarksy all over the internet, except for PlayStation, mm-hmm. uh, where you can find me at uh, Clark Sparkle with an X. I love Guess that where... name, Clark Sparkle. That's and fun. yeah, so you uh, if you find me on there, you could battle me on Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll we'll rumble. We'll nice. rumble. Nice. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. And bye. Bye. May the force be with you. May the fourth be with you. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I'm already so bad at this. I've finally been indoctrinated, and I'm like, bye, bye, bitches, bye. May the fourth be with you. May the you. fourth be with you. Mm-hmm.